0: Hey, MASH fans, it's time for another episode of the MASH 4077 podcast. I am one of your co-hosts, Kenny, and joining me as always, Simon. Uh, gentlemen. Today we're discussing Season 9, Episode 10, Operation Friendship. It's the 208th episode overall, directed by Rena Down, that's a new director, written hmm. by Dennis Koning, originally aired on January 26, 1981, and the production code is Z412.
1: So hungry I could eat a powdered horse. I'll tell you what I forgot. I left the surgical reports in the scrub room. I'll get them for you, Hawk. I was gonna skip breakfast anyway. I don't have the energy to gag. I'm gonna go eat. Any other volunteers for
2: the suicide mission? Not I. I'm gonna dine alone in my tent. Mildred sent me some Wheatina. (laughs)
3: Oh, boy, now I remember. I left a towel hamper blocking the aisle. You
4: scattered
3: sloth! Once
4: again, you have proven that the simplest task is far too complex for you. But... Don't say but. It exhausts half your vocabulary. Get back in there
2: and finish your job, you gold brick. Hold on to your fruit of the looms, Major. Just because you took a header on the hopper is no reason to chew out the boy. Give him a break, Chucky. He's been busting his butt in the
4: OR all night long. If I performed with the competence of this dromedary, I would be known in medical circles as Charles the Ripper. Since you have proven
2: incapable of functioning by yourself, I shall supervise. Come, crumb. Steady there, Major. Don't you go exceeding my authority. It's okay, Colonel. He's rotten, but he's right. I screwed up and i got to finish my job.
5: And the plot summary for this episode, when the autoclave and instrumental steriliser explodes in OR, Klinger pushes Charles out of the way of fire just in time, but BJ catches part of the blast and has a serious arm injury. For saving his life, Charles declares that he is fully indebted to Maxwell Klinger and becomes his personal assistant. But after several days of bowing to Klinger's every command, Charles begins to wish he had been killed. <laughs> meanwhile, <laughs> meanwhile, Hawkeye doesn't like the doctor calling, called in to help treat B.J. He refuses to admit there is anything wrong with him.
3: Get away from the
4: autoclave! Don't tell me what to do, you impertinent. Ah!
0: Hey, what's with the light? are hey,
2: you all right? Oh, boy. Oh, my insides are pure milkshake, but I seem to be in one piece. How about them? Are they okay? You just go back to the swamp and lay down. I'll tend to these two. Okay. Oh. You okay? Uh, miraculously, I believe so. What happened? when well, the generator cut out, this gizmo must have built up enough pressure to toss its top. I might have been killed.
4: Percival heavens, Klinga saved my life. Oh my god, Klinger, say it isn't so. Just let him live. I swear, I shall not rest until my debt to him has been repaid in full. Your prayers uh, have been
2: answered, Major. Take uh, it easy, son. Your head hurt? Oh, I just where I hooked up my nose. Let's have a look, see. Oh.
4: oh, Max, Max.
2: Thank you, thank you. You saved my life. Mm. I, I'll never forget it. Looks like that blast put the old honker out of commission, oh, Clinger. I know it's broken, most likely. First thing we got to do is have your head x-rayed. And let's hope there's nothing more busted than that beak. I
3: uh, hurt like hell. Let me help you up
2: here. i nice uh, slow, road, son. Uh, Easy, Max. Fear not. I shall personally
4: see to your well-being. Are you feeling dizzy? No,
3: no, just by those. Will it look
2: the same? If that's what you want, your proboscis will soar majestically as ever before. Ah, Major, that's your hands me. are shaking ah. like a hula dancer with the hiccups. What say I handle this? Uh, perhaps you're right. Uh, Max, we got to go and get those x-rays now. uh, I just hope we have a wide-angle lens for that Oh, Easy, Max. Easy, Uh. easy, easy.
0: All right. Guest stars. We have Tim O'Connor, who plays Captain Norman Traeger, MD. Uh, Tim is best well known for his role in Buck Rogers. Ah, That's where I knew him from. I knew he looked familiar. (laughs) He starred in 120 roles and sadly passed away in 2018. And Gwen Fowle returns as Nurse Abel. And, of course, Kelly Nakahara returning as Kelly Yamato.
1: So Charles is fine, but Klinger has damaged over 50% of his body. He broke his nose. Oh, poor guy. i tell you, I walked in there, next thing I knew, I'm flat on my back. Look, Beej, I'm really sorry about this. I don't worry about it. It's all right. I just got a hell of a whack on the arm. I'm going to get you an ice pack. No, it's okay. Oh, just to be on the safe side, let me give you an insurance exam. No, all I need is some rest. You sure? I'm sure. Okay. To you sure? Good night, Mom.
0: All right, let's go ahead and discuss this episode. I think I will start us off. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're back up a tick. I gave it a seven and a half. Right. I thought it was funny that Winchester was going to step in for Clinger to do Clinger's stuff. I, Hawkeye's concern over BJ was really sweet. Mm. I like the fact that he knew something was wrong and that BJ wasn't being completely honest and was watching him when he was sleeping, you know they like the overly, the overly mother type. And you can just tell yeah. they're really, really bonded as friends. I mean, they're really good friends. And he was concerned, especially a hand, you know, for a doctor to lose a hand. Yeah. That would have been, I mean, BJ would have gone home. True. You know, but then again, he couldn't have been a doctor in the States either with a bum hand, so.
5: Well, he could have been, he could have just been a practitioner, couldn't he? Not true. a surgeon.
0: True. So. That is true. Yeah. 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 He could definitely still practice medicine. And of course, Clinger's going to take advantage of Winchester, just like, you know, Winchester took advantage of Klinger a few episodes <laughs> prior. Yeah. So, they, you know, the tables are turned, which I thought was funny. And oh, I will my notes. I never thought I would feel bad for Winchester. And I truly <laughs> felt bad for him in this episode. Yeah. Because, you know, because he's such an honorable man. He's such a good man deep down. Mm. And so when, you know, Max did save his life. Or not yeah. save his life, but he—I don't know how injured he would have been—but he did push him out of the way. So you know he does feel obligated to to help him, and and that's very sweet, and you know, and it's, and it's going against all of Charles's instincts, you know, to help and be nice, and especially in the Max of all people. Mm-hmm. And I love that you know it just starts deteriorating over the episode because you know, and I Max just pushes it. Klinger goes way too far with some of his demands. Oh God, yeah. You know, and and, yeah, but that's clinger too, and I wouldn't expect anything else from him. He's gonna take advantage of it. Why not? Charles is pompous. This is your one time you can kind of get a revenge on him. I liked the Hawkeye bunny heads with the new doctor. The new doctor just came in came in with a huge chip on his shoulder. No reason. Yeah. you know Did you know okay, well, you can tell me your thoughts later. <laughs> <laughs> I like that they acknowledged that the new doctor, oh yeah, the the fact that you know, they're like, well, You know, I think BJ and um, Hawkeye were talking and they're like, you know, he's obnoxious and he's a jackass, but he's a good doctor. Mm -hmm. So they acknowledge the fact that he is good, you know, like at least, you know, for him to be obnoxious, he needs to at least have something to back it up with. And he does, you know, he is the top hand surgeon, you know, around. So I did like that they acknowledge that, you know, yeah, he may be obnoxious and but he's still an amazing doctor. Yeah. And I did, they do that with Charles as well. You know, oh, he's yeah. pompous, but they know he's an amazing doctor. So they do give him acknowledgement for that. Yeah, I mean, this was, to me, it was just kind of a nice, simple episode. Nothing out of the ordinary. You know, I don't know why BJ was being all manly and not having anyone check his hand. Mm. Uh, other than the fear that it would be worse than what, you know. Yeah. Than what, cause he's a doctor. Obviously, he knows something's wrong with it. So... Um, yeah, you know, and then the, the, I think the cleaner winchester thing on, went on for a little too long. They're, uh, they uh, they're, you know, and the book I thought was funny. I love the fact that Winchester shreds it at the end and <laughs> throws it like confetti over a Clinger. That was good. Uh, yeah, you know, it was just, it was a good episode. 7.5. I, I Honestly, I gave it a 7.5 because the episode previously, I gave a 7. Yeah. And I felt like I couldn't give this a 7 because it definitely wasn't as bad as that episode. Yeah. So I was like, I got to give it at least a 7.5. I was going to do, like, <laughs> increments, like 7.2. <laughs> but I'm like, no, I'll just do 7.5. 7.5 works. Yeah.
5: yeah. Okay. All right. Well... <laughs> mm. Now, uh, in, <laughs> now the last episode, taken the fifth, I gave that a six, and I'm giving this one a seven out of okay. uh, out of ten. Um Again, there's a <laughs> this is going to become a recurring theme, and, and as our listeners probably know, now that we record these podcasts six episodes in a row, mm-hmm. and uh, I think this just seems to be a bit of a bad, bad, uh, <laughs> bad run for me. I'm yep. afraid. Oh no, I'm right uh, there
0: with you. Yeah. Um,
5: now I have an issue for the start of Winchester really being quite nasty and taking out of Max at the beginning. Max is pretty tired, you know. He's a he's an orderly as well as a clerk, mm-hmm. and he's been. Mm-hmm. And there's no need for him to be so rude to him like that. And again, this is going against um, how them two have been beforehand. Um, the whole thing is well, when the generator blows. Yeah, I know we can't have a massive explosion. because It's a TV thing, but it just just look like a bit of a, a poof of, of steam <laughs> and then all blowing everywhere and all that. But I, I do I do like the fact that. You've got two people injured here. Max has got a broken nose, which is not the worst thing in the world ever. And But I do like Charles respecting the fact that he saved him uh, and, you know, he's offering to do anything with him. The fact that Max wants a bedtime story is so annoying. Oh, yeah. Like, oh, of all the things he wants, he wants a bedtime but, I, but fair play to Jamie Farr. I do like his acting with that bandage just <laughs> just above his lip at the top there. And he, he looks like a girl of a car. I, I do like that. Yeah. Um, this, the, the, the doctor who's who's come in, um I, I you know Captain Norman Traeger, um, the, the the whole thing of him being an arse is fine because of the fact that Hawkeye is equally an arse to him, and it's he's like that straight away. And you actually do hear. I don't know if you cat caught it, but this Doctor Who comes in also refers to the fact that he's a draughty, right? So yes. he doesn't want to be there either. So yeah. he doesn't want to be there. He's been brought over for something else. This is already an agreement between him and Potter, because Potter knows something's wrong with B.J.'s hand. Now Hawkeye doesn't have to know everything. He's only a captain. He's not a colonel. So mm-hmm. Hawkeye's attitude towards this guy who's been brought in to check out B.J. I think is really out of order. It's almost like he wants. It's, I hate to say it, but it's almost like he's an overly possessive wife here. Yes. Um, no. Do you he know is. What I mean? And, and yep. it's, it's, a, it's a little bit. Doesn't sit well, really. It's. It's like I can understand him being, you know worried and concerned about this injury that BJ's got, which is actually a hemorrhage you, you find out bit later like, on, which of course can lead to blood trauma yeah. and, and and actually could kill you. So I, I do like that. There's a real massive um, fault in continuity here because Potter turns around and says Winchester couldn't do the Clark's job yet, in tell it to the Marines. The very last scene is you see Charles being the clerk. So it's kind of like, you know, again, I know we said that, that, you know, all these things aren't meant to be, um, you know, in a linear role. Yes. But the, the thing that does, does give it for me is David Ogden Stiles' facial acting. Again, he there's something about David Ogden Styles I just adore. He can he can he can make you laugh just by his widening of his eyes, <laughs> the kind of shrinking of his eyes, the you know, the rolling of it. I love that. And that's uh-huh. the reason why I, I didn't give it a lower score. Um it's it's a better episode than our last one. Um there's some nice bits in it, but again, I don't think Hawkeye is working well in this episode at all. And the whole relationship between Klinger and, and Winchester at the beginning doesn't work for me. Um, yeah. so yeah, that's why I give it a bit of a low. Score. It's still not a terrible episode obviously but it's not one of my favorites
0: yeah 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 i
2: don't need a replacement take it easy son it's only temporary we thought it would be a good idea we you were part of this well sort of this yeah. is ridiculous calm down
1: honeycut. doctor go ahead okay let me have a look at that arm excuse me doctor oh excuse me doctor
3: all
1: right uh would you fill in the fill in on who's chief surgeon around here
3: now what's going on if you didn't want a specialist, why'd you send for me?
2: A specialist? Oh, did I forget to mention that I figured as long as we need a replacement for Honeycutt, it'd be a good idea to get somebody who could take care of him, too. So I called
1: Tokyo General. Well, excuse me. I'm B.J.'s doctor. I don't like you going behind my back. Come now, doctor. You're a professional.
4: Surely you see the sense of bringing in an expert. Now, wait a minute. Hold it. Hold it. All of you. I don't need any expert. I don't need an amateur. I'm a doctor. I don't even need me. Now, why don't you, don't you just all to get I off my back? You you Hold your horses
2: I've... and your tongues. Seems to be a wee bit of confusion as to who's playing what part in this little service comedy. Let me see if I got the roles right. Playing the injured party, B.J. Honeycutt. Playing the friend, a real strong silent type, Hawkeye Pierce. And in a special guest appearance is the handyman, Dr. Norm Traeger. Dominating the screen as your leading man, Colonel Sherman Potter. Now, scene one, the examination. Dr. Traeger, action.
4: All right, come on. Why don't you all just leave me alone?
2: Cut! Honeycutt, this is the part where you say, boy, I'm sure glad you showed up. Here's my arm.
5: All right, cool. What did IMDB give it? Okay, well, it gave it a 7.4, so more, again, closer to yours, and a little bit higher than mine, so about, about right, really.
0: Not bad, yeah.
5: How's that feel? It's nothing, really. I don't suppose you had
4: an x ray You suppose wrong, we did. And we didn't find anything. Maybe you people didn't
1: find anything. Well, just a second. I'm not some kid with a toy doctor kit. I'm an M.D., just like you. Oh, really, really? Yeah. <clears throat> well, have you been uh, handling this type of case for the past 20 years in private practice? Doesn't matter. Since I got here, I've had about 20 years' experience in private practice, corporal practice, and just plain major surgery. If it moves, I operate on it. Maybe, but
2: in any hospital back in the States, you'd be fresh out of residency. Whoa, this is still a Potter production, and I don't want any prima donnas in it. This must be a movie. It can't be for real. Doctor, seeing as you're going to be a member of this medicine show for a while, perhaps I should mention that I put a lot of stock in the word cooperation. Well, you have to bear with me, Colonel. It isn't easy being the world's oldest draftee. Besides, at home, I used to give the orders. Oh,
1: the injustice of it all. I begged them to let me come over here.
2: Now, don't start up again. You two put your mongoose and cobra act in separate cages. Traeger, you can use the VIP tent.
1: Very important position. I'll have a look at those x-rays, and meantime, you get some rest. X-rays and rest? I tell you, I stand humbled in the presence of greatness. I was going to bleed him with leeches. Button it, Pierce.
2: I'll stop by tomorrow. Don't worry, I'm not going anywhere. That's the spirit. It's all gonna work out hunky dory. I love happy endings.
0: All right, let's go ahead and move on to some behind the scenes. This is Tim O'Connor's second and last appearance. First was an M.D. in of Moose and Men from 1975 as Colonel Spiker, and now Operation Friendship from '81 as Captain Norman Trigger.
5: Yeah, I seem to remember as well that they were very similar, <laughs> similar <laughs> character. So, you know, why they didn't uh, just have him as that same person I don't. Yeah. Uh, anyway, nurses can be seen opening disposable latex surgical gloves. Now, the first disposable latex surgical glove wasn't produced until 1964. Before that, the gloves were heavier and re- were re sterilized after
0: each use. Oh, I didn't realize that. They washed mm. them. Wow. Klinger wants Winchester to read to him, *I, The Jury by Mickey Splain. This was the first of the Mike Hammer books. Originally published by Signet in 1947, it became a runaway bestseller by 1950 and was turned into a United Artists' Picture in 1951. The copy that Jamie Farr is holding, however, is a later reprint that postdates the Korean War.
5: Probably the same place where uh, Vader got his Spider-Man That's right. Uh, when Winchester is sitting at Klinger's desk stamping the paperwork, the rubber stamp leaves no marks on the paper. Yes, I did like yeah, that.
0: I, say I noticed that too, but <laughs> it was so <still> funny. <laughs>
3: uh-huh. Oh, morning, Uncle Chuck. Oh, you shouldn't sleep in a chair. That's bad for your back.
4: I had no intention of sleeping here. While reading your
3: book, I was overcome by ennui. Gotcha. That stuff makes me hot too. You can finish it later. Right now, I don't want you to miss breakfast. Oh, no, Max, thank you. I'm not hungry. Well, I am. And I know how much that means to you to bring it to me. Yes. You... Good, good, hearty appetite returning. First signpost on the road to recovery. Right you are, Major. Believe me, I'm not the kind of guy who can lay around here forever. Uh, if after two or three weeks of this, if I'm not feeling better, it's up and regardless. Most admirable, Max. But for today, after breakfast and bunk, maybe you can wheel me over to the club to throw some darts. What? Throw darts. Of course, a brainy guy like you might find that boring, and I wouldn't dream of asking you to stay. So feel free to come back here. Maybe inventory supplies. Even varnish the floor.
4: Max, there is a fine line between good Samaritan and abused toady. At the
3: moment, I am teetering on the precipice. You are absolutely right. I'm a fair man. The floor can wait till tomorrow.
0: All right. Trivia time. Oh, I got trivia time this time. Uh, last episode's question. Which of Klinger's uncles got out of World War II on the Section 8? And the answer is Uncle Gus. Oh, God, this question. Uh, the Okay, this episode's trivia question. What is Colonel Flagg's first name? <sighs> I didn't care to remember it, so. <laughs> uh, if you know what the answer is, go ahead and email me at mash4077podcast at gmail.com I know there are flag fans out there that's why I threw this in there <laughs>
1: <laughs> who's next? let's go, who's next? I think it better be me oh god, your hand looks like it's seen a ghost nah, fingers are numb what's with Honeycutt? pulse is diminished, poor circulation to his hand I think he may have a compartment hemorrhage oh, oh
2: boy, the way to find out fast is to lift that middle finger, see
4: how bad it hurts Go on, you're just following doctor's
3: orders. Oh, oh God.
4: That's a compartment hemorrhage, Oran. That
3: hand needs to be operated on immediately, or he's gonna lose the use of it.
1: Okay, Traeger, you got a patient over there. Well, what about this one? I'll take this one. I specialize in meatball surgery. Whatever you say, boss. I just work here. Enough, chit chat. Get cutting. Yeah, you're a lucky man.
2: It your friend here has finally decided who's the best man for the job. Better watch what you say,
4: Traeger. I've still got one good hand. Mm-hmm. Oh, that hurt? A little? That's all right. It's all right. The color's
1: a lot better, too. Flex it. Mm-hmm. Oh, thanks a lot, Doc. Congratulations, Bead. You're a two-fisted drinker again. Mm-hmm. Did a terrific job, Doctor. Of course I did. What'd you expect?
3: I'm not an intern, you know.
1: Do you believe this guy? You'd <laughs> be that obnoxious. you better be good. And damn it, he is, but he's still a jackass. <laughs> <laughs> I know what I should have done. What? Could have really showed what? him. Should have died right there on the table.
0: Oh. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh
1: boy. Wouldn't we have had the last laugh? <laughs> well, you would. Well, yeah. yeah.
0: You can find Mash four zero seven seven podcasts all over social media. We have a Twitter account. You can find the podcasts at Mash four zero seven seven Podcast You can find me, Kenny, at Geeky Fanboy. You can find Meds at Hawkeye Meds. We also have a Facebook fan group. You can join up by searching facebook.com slash mash4077podcast or just type in mash4077podcast in the search and our page will come up. If you have any questions or comments or you want to answer some of our trivia questions, you can send those emails to mash 4077 podcast at gmail.com. You can listen to Mash 4077 Podcasts all over the interwebs. You can catch us on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, and now we're on Spotify. And if you want to see show notes or do a direct download or listen to the podcast online, you can go to our main website at mash 4077 podcastcom all right, that's going to do it for this episode. Again, um, not great, but a seven is still good. Seven, seven and a half is still a good, and I have always said this, any mash episode's better than most TV. So, you know, there are good moments, good character moments. Each episode has its own little gems, and I think this had gems as well, just mm-hmm. not, uh, not an overall enjoyable episode. No. All right, well, I am Kenny. And I'm Simon. And we'll be seeing ya.
3: Paging Charles Emerson Winchester, the living. This is your savior speaking. You are wanted in the reading room. So for the last time, I say, chop, 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 chop. Oh, thank goodness you're here. I lost my copy of I, the jury. You can help me find it.
4: Fear not, dear Maxwell. Mr. Spilling's torrid tome is in the safest of hands. Mine. How appropriate. A plain brown wrapper. <laughs> well, let's get started. See, rather than reading, and more in keeping with your heroism, what I propose is an either the jury, ticker tape parade. I don't understand. Oh, well, then let me spillane.
1: Check out the
5: latest podcast to hit this quadrant. The Geek Roundtable. Join hosts as they sit down with fellow geeks to talk, well, geek. Star Wars, Star Trek, Cosplay, Fantasy, Anime, Firefly, even My Little Pony. If it's geeky, we'll discuss it. King Arthur had his roundtable for his nights. And now it's time for us geeks to have ours. Come join in the fun and geek out with the Geek Roundtable. Find us on iTunes by searching the Geek Roundtable. Or visit our website, TheGeekRoundtable.com
0: MASH 4077 Podcast is a Geeky Fanboy production and has a Creative Commons attribution, non-commercial, no derivatives, works 3.0 United States license. All rights reserved.